everybody. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we are discussing The Royal Nanny, part of Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas. Did you hear the accent on there? <laughs> Won't happen again. <laughs> what does the nanny do? Where are my sister wives fans? We'd love to connect with you outside of the podcast. You can do that on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter. We are at Megan and Wendy in all of those places. Or you can email us at Wendy at gmail.com or join our Facebook group at Girls Gone Hallmark. Just search Girls Gone Hallmark. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. We'd love to have you. It is a great engaged group of people. And for even more of us, you may not know, but we have another podcast. It's called Long Story Short with Megan and Wendy, where we publish episodes every Tuesday. We'd love to have you be listeners over there as well. That's a women's lifestyle podcast. Okay. That sounds like a fancy name for it. Yeah. Before we get into the Royal Nanny, let's let's do some general Hallmark news and notes. Okay. So ma- so many this week. So much to Don't say. Don't you think so? Mm-hmm. What do you want to start with? Well, I would like to start with the recommendation that everybody who is not currently following Tyler Hines on social... Pick Instagram. He's on TikTok too, but he is promoting the hell out of three wise men and a baby, and he's doing it in the most delightful, thirst trappy way possible. <laughs> I love it. And I, I mean that with all the love in my heart. I'm enjoying every minute of it. Mm-hmm. And the Instagram algorithm knows that I'm enjoying every yeah. minute of it because it always pops to the top of my feed. It's fun to see these behind the scenes photos and quick video clips. The boys together, Andrew and Tyler and Paul, just bring me a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. I don't see how this movie could possibly not be enjoyable to watch simply because I don't think it's possible for the three of them to be on screen and not have delightful chemistry. I can't imagine so. Even if the plot sucks, I know. which I don't think it's going to because it's written, next news and note, co-written by Paul Campbell and Kimberly Sustad. I do think Paul Campbell's getting all the credit. Why? I, because that's the only thing I've seen promoted. But I could have sworn I had heard that it was co-written by Kimberly Sustad. And then you, this morning, found a post by Kimberly Sustad who confirmed that. Yeah, she was like saying how great it was to work with them. And and then Tyler was super complimentary to her and saying like, you know, her voice, like the mm. movie wouldn't be what it is without her voice, which I think she's so funny. So I don't know what else she's written, though. You know, we're newly Kimberly Sustad stands around here. Yeah, I got a message that was like, how do you guys not know her? She's amazing. She was in Nine Lives of Kittens or whatever. (laughs) We're we're like, we're not watching that. (laughs) Nine Lives of Kittens. So Kimberly Sustad has one writer credit, which is Christmas by Starlight from the 20... That's so funny. From the 2020 Countdown to Christmas series, which she co-stars in with... Paul Campbell (laughs) and co-wrote with Paul Campbell. Oh, I'm going to go back and watch that. When her family's beloved cafe is slated for demolition, Annie vows to put a stop to before Christmas. I do think I've seen this. I'm going to have to rewatch. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go look for it. What a delightful pair. They're just me. Maybe they're just the new writing team. I love it. Julie Sherman Wolf, Nina Weinman, Paul Campbell and Kimberly Sustin. Yeah. We got some favorites around here. And Gary Goldstein. And Gary Goldstein, which brings us to. Yeah. So Gary Goldstein wrote 
Lights, Camera, Christmas, which we reviewed last week and Mm. loved. And I kind of felt really bad because when I posted it on the Instagram, I was like, it's a near perfect movie. And then he reposted it and he's like, near perfect. I'll take it. And I felt really kind of bad because I don't think it was a reflection of his writing of the script. I think it was whoever edited the movie. Yes. And to be fair, the limits of the time available to the editor. Yes, exactly. So one of my favorites of the season. Anyway, in the news and notes for that episode, I had talked about Gary had given and was given story credit for a 1992, I think, Beverly Hills 90210. Mm-hmm. Well, him and I DM'd a little bit mm-hmm. and he shared that it, his story idea was that Brandon was going to be stalked by a girlfriend. And that girlfriend was... Emily Valentine. Emily Valentine. That's so exciting. I know. And then they reconnect when they're in in San Francisco. Yes. I mean... Anyway, uh, Gary Goldstein is a delight. Well, that's good. Yes. Yes, yes. Speaking of other Hallmark movies, Mm -hmm. uh, last week we did talk about my love for The Ghosts of Christmas Always. You Mm -hmm. have since finished that movie. Finally finished it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Good. I... Actually, my heart, like when, spoiler alert, when she gets hit by the car, Uh I mean, you don't see anything, obviously, but you hear like this squealing of the brakes and stuff. I just was like, (gasps) that's how she died. And I was like, that is so sad. It was, it was a really good movie. Mm -hmm. It was a really good movie. I still think for me, Lights, Camera, Christmas edges it out just okay. A tiny bit, but it was a great movie. Cool. I liked it. Let's talk about some other Hallmark movies. Dude, I watched many of them this weekend. Yes. None that we're reviewing. Nope. And I want to say that today's movie is probably my least favorite of the ones I watched this weekend. Okay. I watched Our Italian Christmas Memories, which had me in tears. Uh Uh-huh. And Christmas at the Golden Dragon, which I thought was really good. Okay. Two really good movies. I hope people are watching them. We will watch those this week. We watched In Merry Measure yesterday. I was kind of doing things in the kitchen and my husband had it on. So I, you know, like half watched, half listened. But I thought it was cute. It's not going to like make any of my top five lists for the season. But I thought it was a cute. Did they have like dueling acapella groups or something like that? Yes. And let me tell you, I thought it was cute. Aside from the intense secondhand embarrassment I felt when they did like a a hip-hop Christmas song mashup at the end. I just wanted oh, to no. crawl inside my own skin. But <laughs> Brendan Penny was in that, and I he kind of has this, like, Clark Kent vibe going yeah, on. I'm into it. It was nice. Super into it. One last thought. Okay. Prompted by a comment in our Facebook group. Yes, over and the weekend. We welcome commentary. Let's have conversations sure. in there. Yep. Um, we have not been complimentary to the GAC Network. And which is the great American country. They call themselves great American country. They call themselves great American family. They don't have their act together. Their website's a mess. They change the titles of movies. They pull movies from their lineup. They are not okay over there. Uh But the reason that we dislike them is not because they're stealing our Hallmark stars. Mm -hmm. We do not begrudge the success of any of our Hallmark stars. Luke McFarlane, go on to bigger and better. We are here for it. Mm -hmm. There's only one reason that we're not fans of great American country slash family. And it's because they're super hateful and bigoted. Yes. That's the bottom line, right? They were founded on a premise of family friendly, which they define to mean no gay people and not really a lot of people of color and probably not 
interracial relationships either. Yeah. That, well, that's what we're not cool with. And yeah. so when the actors go there, we're like, yeah, it feels like you are saying that you support that too. Right. And family friendly should not be a term that is weaponized mm-hmm. to mean gay people are dangerous. Right. And that's what we don't support. Yeah. There was a, a conversation, which I'm glad that it, it was had because I'm, I'm glad that it gave us the opportunity to say where we stand on it. Right. And others who are in the group where they mm-hmm. stand on it. But I think the original comment was like, the poster was not excited about the, what's the word? Non-support of actors who left for Great American Family. And I think if you don't know the whole backstory, there's a lot of like Great American Country, Great American Family snark going around. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't know the backstory, it just feels like, oh, CCB left and now they're sour grapes. Yeah. And that's not really the case. Right. Although, do you notice, have you listened to Hallmark Channel Radio on Sirius at all? A little bit. Do you know who the voice of the Hallmark Channel Radio is? I have no idea. It's Lacey Chubert. Hi, I'm Lacey Chubert, and I'm the voice of Hallmark Channel Radio. And, and the I think queen it's Queen of Christmas. Very clear okay. who the new Queen of Christmas is. I think honestly that would have happened, regardless, because mm-hmm. she was edging out CCB as, yeah. in you know, pulling the viewers in and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So there's no sour grapes when actors leave. We are just all for inclusive programming and channels and actors that support that. Yes. End of story. Period. T. Let's talk The Royal Nanny. You guys, we let our Facebook group choose this movie for us. Yes. They hate me. Well, let's start with the synopsis. Okay, here's the synopsis. MI5 agent Claire goes undercover as the Royal Nanny and must overcome the challenges of her assignment like resisting the charms of Prince Colin while keeping the family safe at Christmas. Stars a whole bunch of people. I'm not going to butcher their names. <laughs> wow. Like, Rachel, Scarston, Dan, Genote, Greta, Sachi. Did I do it? This movie was filmed on location uh-huh. in Belgium. Uh-huh. Set in London. Set in London. Yes, yes. And the quote Kensington Palace in this movie is Oidonk Castle, which is located on the outskirts of the Belgian city of Ghent. And there are rooms within this castle that are available as a bed and breakfast on Airbnb. Mm. All of the scenes of the Christmas market were filmed at the Palace of Charles of Lorraine Inner Square in Brussels. Oh, exciting. There's a number of Belgian filming locations, and I'll leave a link in the show notes to those because many of them I can't pronounce, and I do not want to do the country of Belgium a disservice by attempting to pronounce them. Oh, my gosh. Remember we had that Ireland movie, and Uh, somebody emailed us and just was not kind about, like, the pronunciation. (laughs) No. I'm sorry. But I will say I loved this article because we often have a hard time finding information about specific filming locations, and this breaks down where the fake Frogmore Palace is and where a number of these locations are. So if you are interested in Belgian filming locations, we will leave a link to that article in today's show notes. Mm -hmm. This movie stars Rachel Scarston. She was also in the Hallmark movie Marry Me at Christmas with Trevor Donovan in 2017. Sorry, thumbs down to Trevor Donovan. Mm. I'm not a fan. Mm. I'm not a Donna fan. (laughs) That's what he, no, legit, that's what he calls his fans, or they call themselves, and he was on Dancing with the Stars a couple weeks ago, and he's like, a shout out to the Donna fans, and I was like, oh god, I want to die. 
And it's not because he's over at GAF. It's just because I think he's a weird dude. Yeah. Yeah. The only note I hear I have about Rachel, I haven't seen her in anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Other than Fifty Shades of Grey, I don't remember her. (laughs) I don't remember a lot of details of that movie. (laughs) I'm a a little ashamed to even admit that I was going to say. (laughs) I read all the books, but I haven't seen the movies. But I have no idea who she plays in that movie. I liked her. I liked her. Yeah. Um, Greta Sachi Mm -hmm. plays Mrs. Ms. Lansbury or Scary Poppins, whatever you want to call her. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Because that's a great nickname. It is. I remember her as Harrison Ford's side piece in the 1990s movie Presumed Innocence, which is a great movie. It's usually on HBO. Okay. I I recently watched it, but like within the last couple of years, I remember like coming home after school drop off and I was like, oh, this is on. I'm going to sit here for two hours and watch this movie. It's a good movie. All right. It's a real whodunit. Okay. And I don't think. I think she's the one who gets killed. I can't remember, to be honest. Anyway, it's a good movie. You should watch it. But I haven't seen her. I mean, I was so familiar with her name, but haven't seen her in anything since that movie. And she has definitely been working since Lots of stuff. Lots and lots of stuff. Dan Janot plays Colin, who's not new to Hallmark. He was on 25 episodes of The Good Witch, in addition to some other Hallmark movies. But, you know, we here at Long Story Short know him best as Ryan Decker, a.k.a. Pinstripe from The Bold Type. Yeah, Megan texted me. She's like, Pinstripe! And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, he's in this movie. He's in this movie. A high point of this movie. Mm -hmm. This movie was written by Brooke Durham, who also wrote Hidden Gems among her 14 acting credits. Brooke Durham has 14 acting credits? Mm -hmm. Acting credits? What has she been in? Writing credits. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, like you said, she wrote Hidden Gems, which starred... Hunter King, who just signed a multi-picture deal with the channel. Is Hunter King the sister of... Yes, Joey King. From that Kissing Booth series? Yeah. Oh. They look... Very similar. They look like sisters. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Very similar. I was like, is that the same? It's not the same. I really liked her in Hidden Gems. I really liked her. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad she's coming to the channel. Movie was directed by Jonathan Wright, who also directed Jolly Good Christmas with Will Kemp. We will leave a link to our review for that movie. Also, Christmas CEO from last year, I believe. It's that one again, right? Real phone, toy phone. Yep. Yep. Good Witch and Mix Up in the Mediterranean. He also directed Angel Falls, A Novel Holiday, which is a Jen Lilly joint that, oddly enough, my husband and I watched this past weekend. Is it any good? You know, not really a fan of Jen Lilly. Uh, I thought it was cute, actually. Mm. That's all I got for news and notes. Me too. Let's move on to first impressions. Go ahead. If the kids can set up so many pranks, someone's not doing their job. Ah. What do you got? This is like Kevin McAllister saves the Royals. Oh, interesting. Mm. Interesting. Do you think people are getting the Kevin McAllister? That's a Home Alone reference. Yeah. I get it. I get you. All right. You guys give up or are you thirsty for more? I you guys watch that movie way too much. I mean, Have you watched it this holiday season yet? Not yet. It's on the list, though, yes. Always. Oh, my God, guys. We Our first Christmas movie of the year is Yogi Bear's First Christmas, which we watched last night. Is it a cartoon? Yes, yes. it's a cartoon. How is it a 30-minute cartoon? It's like two hours. Oh, it's a I've, full feature-length movie. I like cartoons. And now that my children are older, they're watching and they're like, 
why is his scarf changing color? It's red and now it's green 30 seconds later in the same scene. Where did Boo Boo come from? Boo Boo's there, now Boo Boo's not. <laughs> the whole time, my son, he's like, the continuity in this movie is terrible. <laughs> but it's it's a cartoon though, right? Yeah. When did that come out? Oh, it's old. Okay, so total side note, is it like... Do you feel a little uncomfortable? Like, are there parts in it that are could be, like, slightly racist or, like, slightly inappropriate in a 2022 lens? Oh, gosh. You act like I'm watching it that carefully. I don't think Yogi Bear's first Christmas is problematic. Because I will tell you, we've watched, I think it's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, where they, it's like, they look like claymation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super misogynistic. Like, it's just, I, but... I think it just was the times. Oh, yeah. No, Yogi Bear's first Christmas is not super like that. Mm. Like the Jellystone Lodge is going to get shut down because they're going to build a freeway and the owner is coming to decide if she wants to sell to the developers. Sounds like a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Anyway. What did we like about the Royal Nanny? Well, I have to tell you, I fell asleep while watching it. Mm -hmm. I tried to watch it four times. And then finally, in my third time when I actually sat down to watch it that's when i fell asleep and then i had to wake up and then rewind the whole thing and rewatch it again okay so that tells you how much i like this movie but i will first say that i enjoyed rachel scarston scarston i spelled her name wrong on here it says scatston scarston i thought she was pretty effortless in her scenes like i thought she was a good actor with the exception of actually being like an mi5 agent take your hand off your ear Dude, at the beginning, when she's like in the marketplace and she's she's following a person. She's literally like two feet behind her, like talking. And I'm I'm holding my hand up to my ear, guys, right now. She's like talking into what what is she talking into? Is she pressing the earpiece so they can hear her? Why does she have to have her hand to her ear? I don't that's a good question. I don't know. She's pressing it in so she can hear them better. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't or get maybe it. her microphone is like in her wrist i don't i don't know but it was just like okay whatever and then there's a time when like with the umbrella and she's like fighting the guy in the scenes where she's the agent she's not that believable (laughs) but all the other scenes i liked so i have to say that after sitting with this movie i don't hate it really let me tell you how i watched it i watched it on peacock because i watched it just like you know a day after its release It is great when they front load it with all the commercials, right? It's great because I have the ability to fast forward through commercials on Friendly and on YouTube TV. However, it's like 130 seconds of commercials and then it runs and you can tell where the commercial breaks are supposed to be. And I kept Mm -hmm. like picking up the remote, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have to. I love it. Just run straight through. It's an enjoyable experience. If you have Peacock, I recommend it. Watching it that way. Mm -hmm. I did. I had a hard time finding the Hallmark Hub. Like it, it. was not super obvious. It's not. Their interface is not great. No. Anyway, the viewing experience was enjoyable, and I will continue to watch some movies that way. Here's what I liked. I like the idea of intrigue in a Hallmark movie. It's okay. a little different. Mm-hmm. Change things up a little bit. There's a plot to kidnap the royals. There are things that I thought were silly about it. The umbrella is silly. The fact that she, like, hooks the guy around his ankle and there's, like, vaudeville, like, whoop, zhoop. Like, it's silly. Yes. However, do I actually want her, like, with a gun? Do I right. want violence in my Hallmark movies? Not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I kind of enjoyed it. Okay. I, I don't want 
Dan Janot sweaty and with like a gash over his eye, like he's being tortured while he's being held hostage. Okay. I need him in this bright, clean little storage unit where he's just sitting in the middle, very comfortable in his little chair, waiting to be rescued. Okay, I have so many thoughts on that, but I will wait for it. Okay. All right. Dan Janot. Yeah. I was impressed that he's not an actual British person. His accent was great, right? His accent was pretty good. I actually looked up because I was like, oh, was he doing an American accent on the bull type this whole yes, time? And I, I wondered. Know. He's Canadian. So, no, he had a good accent. Yeah, this was not a reverse Will Kemp situation. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people sound better with a fake British accent than a fake American accent. Although Tom Holland has maybe disproven that. Mm, Tom Holland. Maybe because my first introduction to him was with his American accent. Yeah. So and your brain tells you that. That's what he sounds like. Yeah. I didn't hate the kids in this movie. No. You know me. I have a history of not liking child actors. Yeah. I thought they were kind of cute, actually. The little boy was real super cute. Yeah. And the daughter was Fine. I just thought it was cute. And that one scene where she's wearing the blow up reindeer antlers on her head and like she's letting them throw the rings at her. The whole scene was really cute because everybody got in on it. Yes. It was fun. I liked it. I liked the kids. She was real natural in that scene. She's like, what? Get in on it. And you know, you can buy that on Amazon. I was thinking I might because I was like, <laughs> should I bring that to Christmas Eve? That might yeah. be kind of fun. Right? Fun for all ages. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. I, finally, for me, I did like Claire and I. In my nose, it says pinstripe. I like them together. Mm -hmm. I thought they were, like, their flirtation was really good, I thought. And it wasn't, and they did not like each other, too, a little bit. But it wasn't, like, so obvious that it was like, oh, they hate each other. And then now they, like, care for each other, you know? Yes. He was just like, I just want to have fun. I don't really need a babysitter looking over my shoulder while I'm hanging out with my right, but I did. It did. The story did make me think. I was like, is he the bad guy? Like, I did stop to think, like... I mean, they said it in the movie, too. Like, she was like, are we looking him to protect him, or is he the enemy, or whatever? And I thought, oh, that'd be a real twist if he was the bad guy. Mm. But anyway. Okay. What'd you wish for? Well, I did not find the plot that interesting. Okay. <laughs> Here's, I think I am was so expecting a Christmas movie. And you didn't really get one. And no. Mm-hmm. So it, it like kind of blindsided me a little bit of like, oh, this is like a espionage, treason type, yeah. alias, wannabe, I don't, whatever. I just was not expecting it. So uh-huh. I think it, that's what made me not like it. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I feel bad about it. Don't feel bad about your feelings. <laughs> feel your feelings. I think this should have been a Hallmark Movies and Mysteries movie. Well, yeah. Why is the mystery not on Hallmark Movies I and Mysteries? I don't understand. And I think that our Italian Christmas memory should have been on, yeah. on the Hallmark Channel. Yeah. How did they decide that? I don't know. I don't know. I only have one wish, and it's that I understood or had any idea why they were after the royals. Simply because they're royal? They just want to get them? What What did they want them for? I don't know. And Meg and I had, like, talked as we were putting together our notes for this episode. We're like, what happened? <laughs> why? Who was the bad guy? Yeah, who was like, the bad guy? I believe it's someone on Colin's security team. I think that's what we discovered. I, I just, I don't know. I don't like movie like royal movies. I have no interest in the royal family or oh. even pretend royal families. I like royals. My husband didn't watch this. He was like, I don't do royals. So. Oh, really? Mm. I thought about your husband this weekend. 
Because one of the movies I watched, they had a lot of blue ornaments. Mm. And I was like, oh, he would hate this. Which one? Christmas at the Golden Dragon. Okay. A lot of blue ornaments in that. Hmm. All good, right. Good movie, though. I liked it. I have a Did You See That? Yeah. I really don't, though. It's just the B-roll of London. Pretty certain it's the same one we saw on Delica <laughs> Christmas. I was like, oh, there it is again. Yeah. Same establishing shots. Yeah. Yeah, that holiday with the lights draping down the alleyway. Mm-hmm. I don't have a Did You See That? I just have some questions. Let's hear it. Why did Colin wait until the party had started to invite Claire to attend the party? Oh, like she just didn't have that dress. She was like, I think I have something perfect for this event. You were being a nanny. Why did you bring a formal dress? That happens to be perfect for a holiday party. Yeah, no. Yeah. Why? Why did you do that? And, and, and the, the mom, the princess Rose. Yes. Is like, oh, it's okay. I'll just call the night nanny. I was like, night nanny. Yeah. These are not babies. Like. Well, I guess they would need somebody to tend the, to them if their mother was so unavailable like she was. But You know, but if they're at a party, they're old enough to attend a party. I, and they were at the party, you know? They were at the party, and the nanny is not expected to be their security. They have their own security details. So mm-hmm. they're maybe 8 and 12 attending a party. They're not going to choke on something or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Did you think it was weird that she stood in line with him, too, and, like, greeted people? Mm. I thought the whole Christmas party was weird because it was already, like, underway. And then he invites her, and then they kind of, like, go back to welcome people to the party. Mm-hmm. Didn't make sense. It didn't make Come sense. Come on, Prince yeah. Colin. She's like, I'm going to go upstairs and change. Like, that would have taken an hour at mm, least. To curl her hair and all of that. <laughs> Why was he hiding outside? He doesn't like the attention. Mm. Right, is that what mm-hmm. his deal was? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did think in this scene, I know we're all over the place here, but when she, when they were trying to nab that money guy for the charity or mm. whatever, and she like told the story about like growing up in a group home, and I was like, that kind of got to me a little bit. I was yeah. like, I felt bad for her, and I was glad that she expressed those feelings to him as as a child who grew up that way and what the gifts meant to them. Yes. And I liked the writing, like a president Christmas is not a luxury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I actually did get in my head going, okay, like I'm going to go get some, I mean, we do this every year anyway, but I was like, I'm going to go shopping for my gifts this year for mm-hmm. the children's charities. Mm-hmm. My last did you see that is more of a come on. And that is in, at the end, they're finally together, although they haven't kissed yet. And Rose is like, you're part of the family, and Colin will make it official soon. I They've know. known each other for two weeks. They'll I make know. it official soon. They I, haven't kissed yet. I Come know. on. You're a royal. You know there's more that goes into it than this. There's a lot of vetting, isn't it? Like, they're not just going to have... She's... Well, she would be a princess or... Well, not... No, she would never be a princess. Well, whatever. She'd she's going to give up her job to now be a part of the royal family? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Pump the brakes, Princess Rose. <laughs> I liked Princess Rose. I did too. <laughs> I did like her. <laughs> what did you rate this movie? I gave it two and a half stars. <gasps> mostly because it was super unhallmarky. Like it just, I, I just, I don't know. I also gave it two and a half stars. Oh. That's why I'm surprised. Two and a half seems like a real high rating for well, this movie that you I didn't like enjoy. Well, I like I took a lot of SHIT over my one star on a Maple Valley Christmas. So. Did you? A little bit. People are hopping in those Girls Gone Hallmark DMs? Yes, ma'am. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) 
Wendy's going to be padding her reviews from here on out. I am not. I'm not. I'm not. I just, it, it was just okay. Just, I wanted a Christmas movie. I'm in the mind frame of a Christmas movie. This was not it. Y'all, you heard it here first. Wendy wants a Christmas movie. Well, it's like watching Die Hard and people calling it a Christmas movie. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, great example. Okay. Next week, big week, three wise men and a baby. Mm, mm, mm. Appointment TV watching. And we will also be, <gasps> I'm not going to be home when that airs that night. I'm going to be at the Lizzo concert, guys. Is it on Saturday night? Saturday night, I'm guessing Saturday yeah. night. Yeah, it's all right. I'll watch it the next day. We are also watching, reviewing, inventing the Christmas Prince. It's a new addition to our calendar. It is. I don't know what we were thinking when we originally put our calendar together, but I like Tia, Tamara. I don't know which one it is. It's Tamara. I don't think Tia does Hallmark movies. Oh, she doesn't? I think she works for another network. What Lifetime. Lifetime. Oh, okay. We don't hate Lifetime over here. No, Jodie Sweetin. I record Mary Swiss Miss. Haven't watched it yet. Not that good. (laughs) No. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. We love your ratings and reviews, even when our reviews aren't that great. Leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends. Please tell your friends. Share us on Instagram. Hop into our Facebook group. Have a great week and happy watching. Goodbye. Bye.